kill me. You're entering a world of pain. Boy, you're in a heap of trouble. Painful, agonizing, fail. Take what you can. Give nothing back. Your entrance was good. His was better. The difference? Grab on, take on. You can't break me down. I got gas in the tank. I got money in the bank. I got news for you, baby. You're looking at the man. I got skin in the game. What's up? What's up, YLS community? Uh, I am Caleb Coho, and I'm filling in for four weeks because at the start of the year, Cody said, hey, well, the three people who host the show forever will be me, Kirk, and and you, Coho. Uh, and I went, oh, great, great, awesome. What do I get to do? And he goes, well, we'll give you a top 40 because me and Kirk are each going to take a top 100. I went, okay. And he's like, what would you like it to be about? And I went, maybe the only thing I'm qualified to talk about, musicals. Uh, so a top 40 musical series was done. Five people submitted lists. Four are here, and I hate everything. First up, I believe this is his first appearance on Your List Sucks. It is Matthew Chen. How are you doing, Matthew? Hello. I'm excited to be here. I, I love musicals, so I'm glad I'm on this panel. Love it. Uh, the person that instantly basically had his ticket uh, to be on the show Punched when the topic was created. It's Andrew Barr. How are you doing? Hello. My name is Andrew Barr. And I would like to share with you this most meh list. <laughs> Five comedy points. Uh, <laughs> the person who showed up and caused this show to be three minutes late because... Five minutes before showtime said they were driving in a car, and I almost reached out to some people to fill in for them. It is uh, the person who actively makes me want to drink bleach, Adelaide Spence. I'll be less catty on air. Uh, I'm tired. Love it. Love <laughs> it. Uh, great. Uh, and uh, my my good friend, my buddy, uh, Cameron Holtzman, is going to be here, of course, because it's musicals. Holtzman and Barr have to be here. Uh, how you, do you think you're going to win? Um, I think I've got a shot. Like, I think our tastes line up on a lot of things. I hope that's the case with musicals. I know there's a few places where I'm fully going to lose you, and that's fine. But I think, like, I have enough to win you back that it will be close, at least. Valid. So, uh, for those of of you who are joining the YLS and are joining the top 40 series as your first entrance... Why'd you do that? And second of all, uh, the show works like this. Uh, everyone's going to go around. They're going to do their 10 through 8, in this case, 40 through 38. Uh, and then uh, they're going to do their 37 through 34, uh, one by one. And then individually, 33, 32, 31, so on, so forth. You get the gist. Uh, anyway, uh, with that, we're going to start this shit. Matthew Chen, what is your 40 through 38? Uh, all right. My 40 is carefree. My 39 is A Hard Day's Night. And my 38 is The Harvey Girls. All right, go ahead and talk about them. All right, so uh, Carefree. I've been watching a lot of Astaire and Rogers this year. And so this was one of them. A lot of them have very similar pop beats. This is probably the most unique that I've seen. Uh, Fred Astaire plays a psychiatrist. And that causes a lot of hijinks. And uh, there's a lot of screwball comedy humor if you enjoy that and i just find it really funny the dance numbers are gorgeous as always 
and Ginger Rogers is like really having a really fun time. There's a scene where she's on anesthesia and like it's really uh, delightful. And like she also has a loaded gun in one of them, so she's firing at people. It's, it's fun. I need to watch this. Okay, uh, third nine. Uh, a Hard Day's Night is. Uh, I, I I also really I just think it's a lot of fun. It's the Beatles. The Beatles songs are uh, really good. Um, I think there's a lot of humor to this movie, and I just have a really good time with it. Uh, okay, and you're 38. And uh, the, my 38 is, uh, this is a Judy Garland movie. And I've also been watching a lot of Judy Garland this year and she's just so charming and delightful and she just shines on screen whenever you see her. Uh, there's a really, this movie also won best original song on the Atchison in Topeka. I'm blanking on the rest of the words, but. It's a uh, long it, song title. It's a, but I think it's like really, I really love the set and like all the, design and all the characters who are singing it it's, it's a fun song i think there's a young angela lansbury as well and he also like has a really cool role i think uh yeah i think there's really gorgeous sets and just beautiful costumes as well okay. all right so carefree um i'll give you this uh it is fun i do like this movie uh but thank god this movie's like an hour and 12 minutes uh, when it comes to musicals, there are movies that y'all gave me <clears throat> bar that are like almost three hours long. <clears throat> and it was just so nice to have a musical that was like barely an hour. I was like, beautiful. Love it. Uh, Fred Astaire. Uh, I've now seen a good amount of his stuff. Uh, thanks to the show. Uh, and I think he's fine. Like he's, he's an okay actor an okay. Singer. He's a good dancer. He's a great dancer. Um, I do like him a lot in this though. I think he's a great, like he plays a really great, like sort of like you can't really tell if he's a good guy or a bad guy because he's just kind of so out for his own gain at some points. Um, and like Ginger Rogers is, is well. like you mentioned the scene with a gun, which is like probably my favorite scene in the movie. Um, but yeah, like the dance numbers are great. I couldn't see you a song from it already because I think the music is so inconsequential. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's fine at your 40. Like, okay, yeah, can't, can't kill you for it. Uh, 39. Uh, it's not a musical, Matthew. It's not a musical. Uh, a Hard Day's Night is listed as a musical by IMDb. And I went yeah. into this thinking I was going to watch a Beatles musical. All the Beatles music is done either in like we're performing it as the Beatles or it's a soundtrack. And like, I guess there's like a gray area a little bit in a couple points in this movie. But like on the whole, A Hard Day's Night, I was like, not really a musical. Also, the movie's just bad. I was honest with you. I did not enjoy this oh. whatsoever. This is a bad movie. Uh, do not. Do not think the Beatles can act whatsoever. Uh, even playing themselves. They're really bad at just playing themselves. Especially John Lennon. John Lennon. Whew! Can the man sing and write? Sure. Can he be natural on camera? God, no. Man is a, is a stiff board through this whole thing. Paul McCartney, the only one that is like somewhat entertaining, but he's also like doing like an 11% like 11 over the top Paul McCartney. Uh, maybe because it's his, you know, grandfather that he has to deal with throughout the film uh but yeah uh not not my thing probably not going to be a fan of other beatles films if this is you know the start definitely should not be on this list because it's not really musical and it's also a bad movie so there you go uh and the harvey girls uh i liked it 
is the way I'll phrase it. I had a good time with a lot of parts of it. I think Judy Garland and uh, Angela Lansbury are both terrific. They're both really great to watch. The story itself is pretty okay. Um, it's it's sort of like this mail order bride who then's like, oh, I got a new lifestyle. I'm gonna do. It's really weird. It's like a weird story. But you're right. It looks pretty. Like they built some really great sets, and the actual musical numbers are all pretty good. The one that actually won the Oscar on the actress in Tobika and Santa Fe uh, is wow. great. It's done like all in one take. They filmed it twice. Garland is incredible uh, in that scene. Fantastic stuff. I can totally understand why someone would love it. Story didn't totally grab me. Um, but yeah, music's pretty good. Performances are good. At 38, you're good. Cannot fault you. Uh, so we'll go over to one Andrew James Barr. You're 40 through 38. Matthew, you are starting off pretty decent. So my number 40 is Our House of the Madness musical. It's pro shot. Uh, my number 39 is The Bandwagon. And my number 38 is Jesus Christ Superstar. Hold on. That's textbook pandering. Okay. Continue. So uh, Our House of Madness, uh, Madness Musical. Madness is one of my favorite bands of all time. So this is kind of like my personal pick. Um, plus, this show's a lot of fun. It's about a kid who does something illegal, and then you literally see him on stage split into two people, uh, two versions of the same person, and follows the story of what he does, like him following two different paths, uh, him turning himself in or him continuing to run. It's a really fun musical. It's got one scene that's pretty bad, but outside of that, it's fun. Uh, my number 39 is The Bandwagon. This is a movie that I heard a lot of people call, oh, like a lot of lists put up as one of the greatest of all time. And I'm watching it and I'm like, it's fine. It's good. And then the murder mystery jazz dance scene happens. And I was like, this scene alone just gets it on the list. So just barely makes the list because of that one scene, which is incredible. And then Jesus Christ Superstar. Uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber's best musical. I'm going to say it right now. It's easily Andrew Lloyd Webber's best musical. Um, Norman Jewison does a really good job with the direction of this. I think that the, the singing is great. The Gethsemane scene is so good. Um, it's a little faulty. It's a little flawed. But you know what? It's still a really worthwhile watch. All right. Our house. Shit slaps. This is delightful. This is yeah! delightful. Uh, this is a really, really cool idea. I thought this idea was done. Like, yeah, to see two two different, like, directions for this guy's life in real time interweaving throughout. I thought it was really well done. I think the music is all really, really fun. I didn't realize this was, like, all pre-existing music except for, like, a different song. Uh, there's, like, one song that's not by Madness, and I don't know if that was original for them. Or if it was so another not original song. For, not original for them. They covered the song, and it was a big okay. hit for them. Sure. Okay. Is that uh, but, our house? No, it's not. No. Uh, the music is all really fun. I don't love a lot of the performances themselves, but I think like the actual musical itself is really cool. It's a great idea. It's a great pick for your number 40. Um, I would recommend people finding the pro shot. I think the pro shot is literally free on YouTube. On YouTube. Um, so yeah, I would recommend watching it. It is really fun. Yeah, there's a scene that's real bad, real, real bad. bad, real bad, real bad, real bad. Uh, but the uh, 
the some of the performances just didn't totally click with me. But this is one where it's like if they actually did this, they could never make a movie out of this. This this could never be a film. No. There's just no way to make this work. But I think it like professionally staged and then new pro shot made with like maybe a better cast, I probably would give it like a full five. But this like this is four stars for me off yeah. just the one watch. So I dug it a lot. Um uh, the bandwagon. Uh when we were talking Fred Astaire on Carefree, it's because I watched this. Um and uh I like a lot of parts, but the whole thing doesn't work for me. Um I think a lot of the music is fine. I think a lot of the performances are okay. I think Fred Astaire is actually really meh in it. I think he's like okay. Uh, it's it's like old man Fred Astaire, so like it's like supposed to be like a commentary on oh this really old successful, and it was just like really on the nose. So like you said, the murder mystery, the, the murder mystery jazz number is great. There's a lot of really great set pieces. I really like the performance of the director uh, that comes in and is like oh I'm just gonna completely change your idea, but like <laughs> I think he's great. But the rest of the movie it, I don't love. Um, I wanted to like it a lot. Uh, because like, okay. just like from, from the, the, when they pitched the idea of their own musical, I'm like, Oh, I'd watch the musical. And then the, the director keeps changing. I'm like, but I'd also watch this guy's musical. Uh, so it was weird. It was like, I wanted to see the movies that they were pitching in the movie more than the movie I was watching. I was like, this is a, um, but yeah, it's okay. Like, I'm not going to murder you for it, but it's like, yeah, the one I will murder you for though. Is Jesus Christ superstar. Uh, this movie is awful. I love Jesus Christ superstar. This movie is awful. Um, Jesus Christ Superstars movie adaptation, if you are unfamiliar, is they took the cast, put them in the desert, filmed the musical in the actual Middle Eastern wilderness where the story takes place in biblical times. Um, except for like a scene where like they're doing the, um, I think it's the temple scene. Anyway, there's like a whole scene where there's just like tanks and guns and shit playing around. And you're like, the fuck? Like, it's just like, what the fuck? There's like rifles and RPGs under a tent and judas is like or maybe it's herod maybe it's the herod scene i don't know herod's on like i don't remember what scene it is i i literally love this movie this musical and this movie is like outside of heaven on their minds which i think is like pretty good because i think the guy's performance as judas is really good and i will give you get 70s really well done outside of the two like these are the show-stopping numbers people associate with jesus christ superstar outside the song superstar it's really disappointing um, I don't like this movie whatsoever. Uh, and what you could have done to represent Jesus Christ from the start is, and none of you did it, so I'm okay calling it out. There is a pro shot starring Tim Minchin that is phenomenal that you could have picked. You it's could fine. have put that. I haven't it's seen it brilliant. Yet. It is. Oh. Here's the thing. Okay, fine. But it is incredible. It is modernly updated uh, setting-wise, but they don't change a thing about it, and it's actually really cool. Um, but that pro shot... 10 times better than the theatrical film that Norman Jewison uh, directed because Norman Jewison, good director, don't know what his idea was for this. He was just like, hey, let's just put him on. And the ending, don't even get me started on the fucking ending where they're like, oh, now we're all getting on the bus. And where's the actor who played Jesus? <laughs> Maybe he was Jesus. I hate that ending. Fucking hate the ending. That one I will be mad at you for, for having a 38. But you should have watched the pro shot and then made your list. But all right. Uh, have a life. Yeah, start. Uh, we'll go now to Adelaide Spence. How are you going to disappoint me today? Mary Poppins returns. Oh, what the uh, fuck are you doing? Yikes. <laughs> Hell yeah, Matthew. Matthew. Okay. My 39 is Cyrano. Yikes, to another episode. 
And my 38 is Kinky Boots, the pro shot. Yikes. Yeah, you You're not talking. You're not talking, and I'm so happy. Wait, sorry. Did someone yikes Mary Poppins Returns? Matthew did. I did. You're both dead to me. Okay. <laughs> All right, Cameron Holson, you are now speaking. All right. Uh, my number 40, I'm pretty sure, is going to get yikes. My number 40 is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yikes. yikes. I'm shocked. I, I am actually shocked. About shocked. All right. Uh, my 39 is 2005's The Producers. Yikes. Yeah, yikes. Okay. Okay. Uh, and my 38 is Oklahoma. Yikes. Well, cool. there we go. My right. Now we're getting the yikes going. Beautiful. Love it. All right. So that's the bottom threes. So far, eh. Uh, maybe you can do better. Matthew, 37. What is it? Uh, my 37 is Funny Face. All right. Uh, my... No, we'll just do one at a time in a section. Did anyone oh, okay. else... Okay. Have that? No. Did All any right. Andrew so Barr have it. that? <laughs> Did no. any Andrew Barr have funny face? No. Okay. Go ahead. Talk okay. about it. Uh, yeah, funny face. I just find I I love Audrey Hepburn. I just think she's always super charming in everything she's in, and you know she's just such an endearing character. It's wild that like she has a funny face in this movie, but uh, you know it's still enjoyable. I think her chemistry, despite the age gap. She's very charming with Fred Astaire. I think uh, their, their chemistry is really fantastic to sell the, their relationship, even despite the age gap. Uh, there's some really great song and dance numbers. Uh, the use of color and the choreography, the blocking of everything, I think is really well done. Uh, and uh, even though I can't really say the songs are too memorable, I enjoyed them while I was watching the movie. So, uh, so once again, you have given me Fred Astaire. And <laughs> once again, you have succeeded. Uh, this is actually what I would say is the best performance by Fred Astaire of what I've seen. I think he is actually phenomenal as a really grouchy, cynical old fuck. I think that's like a great thing for Fred Astaire to do. He gets like this really amazing dance sequence out in this courtyard and he kills it. I actually really buy this relationship between him and Audrey Hepburn a little bit, where it like just grows and grows throughout the movie. I think Audrey Hepburn was really good. Like, really good. I was really surprised. I didn't really know if I was going to love her in this, but I thought she was like phenomenal. I love the scene where they overrun the bookstore. I think that is like a great sequence where it's like they're just Audrey is like completely being put in a corner and everyone else just destroying her shop. They're like, okay, you're going to be in the pictures. And she's like, the fuck I am. Uh, I think it's like outstanding stuff throughout it. I would say on the whole, you're right. The music is not very memorable. It's not very strong. Uh, that's my one hit on funny face. Um, I think there's a lot to really like about funny face. I enjoyed it a lot. So uh, good call on your part. I, I for 37 solid choice. Have any of you seen funny face? Yes. This movie fucking blows. Um, okay. I should not sniff this list. Predator's fine. Like, he's good, but I don't think he's, like... I He plays he plays a pedophile fine. Like, I don't care. Audrey Hepburn's great. He has two good scenes. Everything else is basically insufferable. I don't think that the musical numbers are worth sitting through that absolute pile of shit that is the story of the film. And Fred Astaire, when he's not dancing and singing, is sort of bad. Uh, this is two stars for me. Uh, and when I think about it, I wanted to go lower. I, I hated watching this. I think you saying all of those things about a musical is fucking laughable. 
Okay, we're going to go to... Maybe we have a turn to still above this, just everyone else. We're going to go to Cameron Holtzman. If we're going to make a movie about a sad, lonely individual with a funny-looking face, why did we cast Audrey Hepburn instead of Adelaide Spence? I have not seen that. <laughs> She's Andrew the most Barnes, woman to exist, and she has a Andrew funny Barnes. face? That's fucking stupid. Andrew yeah, you would have been a better resident... that weird-looking lady. Hey, hey. <laughs> Shut up, purple boy. Andrew Barr, ran resident Audrey Hepburn uh, lover yes. and uh, expert. Uh, yeah. Thoughts on Funny Face? Uh, I like this movie. Um, I think that the jazz club dance scene is one of the greatest scenes in movie history. I genuinely love that scene. Um, the problem is, like, the age gap is a little disconcerting. Um, and very disconcerting, I will say. Yeah, even though Fred Astaire is not the oldest person that she's had to act romantically opposite of. Um, no. And, the yeah, the whole, like, oh, she's got a funny-looking face, even though it's one of the most beautiful people in the, uh, in the history of the world. Um, yeah. So, it probably would make my top 50, but just, like, kind of, like, misses the list. Uh, Joseph, to answer your question, Humphrey Bogart. Fair enough. All right, Matthew, go ahead and give us your 36. Uh, my 36 is Meet Me in St. Louis. Wow. Oh, okay. I thought this was getting yikes, but okay. Um, I wasn't sure if co host <laughs> So like, why didn't meet him in? Uh, My Chicago? phone just decided to take huge shit, so am I here? Am I around? Yes. Can you still hear me? Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Yeah. You're good. Uh, uh, and we'll talk about everyone's lack of meet me in St. Louis in a moment. <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah. Meet me in St. Louis. I just it's a really charming slice of life film with this really delightful family. I think Judy Garland is incredible, and like the group, there's a lot of really great songs. You know, the title song is great. Um, uh, and I think there's also just a really fun family dynamic with the, the little sister, like Tootie. Uh, I think the visuals look gorgeous. There's some really beautiful costumes. And then I didn't realize that I uh, this was also a Halloween. This was a Halloween and a Christmas movie. So it has both holidays in it. But I just find the story to be very engaging. Uh, yeah, Mimi and St. Louis is a classic for a reason. It's brilliant. Uh, this movie is phenomenal. I love it. Uh, I This was my uh, grandma's favorite musical, so I saw it a lot growing up. Uh, so revisiting it for this was a treat. Uh, I think Judy Garland is excellent. Uh, she is so, so good in this movie, and it's like still close enough to like Wizard of Oz, so it's like, it's, it's that like Judy Garland has a specific um, has like a specific range that she acts in, and this movie's like, we're gonna flip that now, uh, and so it like makes the way for her to be able to do things like the Hardy Girls. Uh, but I think she is incredible. Uh, I think the kid—I can't remember the kid's name, the actress. Um, the juvenile Oscar award has only gone to Judy Garland and her. Like they like retired it for both of them, uh, which is really funny because they're both great together, especially in this. Um, I love the Halloween sequence, like the entire Halloween portion of this movie. I think is really really fun. Um, I, I love, I like, there's not much for me to even criticize this movie. The one thing I will raise a point on is that this lost the Oscar to going my way in original song and its original song was the trolley song. And having now seen both, what a mistake. 
Uh, the wow. trolley song is a brilliant all-time yeah. music number, uh, and the song is like so good that should have won the Oscar. Uh, love this movie, great choice. A little too low, Matt. I'm gonna be honest with you, a little too low. Uh, but I can't be, I can't be mad at you because you're the only one to have it. Hey, Holtzman, Barr, and Spence, what the fuck? This was on my list for a short while. Um, and then other movies kind of took it over. Slice of life films don't always click with me, and I think that was the main problem. Also, Spence hit the, hit the song. Huh? Welcome to How Gay Was My Valley, the podcast with the no podcast. Uh, that stays to picture this. Stays the to guy, this. the guy that Judy Garland's character has a crush on is clearly gay. He is, but like he's clearly on. gay. Um. <laughs> Spence hit the song. No, stop I, it. No, stop this. This bit's <laughs> over, and I'm mad, and Cody's going to be so mad that you brought that over here. Uh, I'm going right. to win by just not being a part of this. <laughs> I'm, I, uh, you're not you're not looking the worst. Uh, Spence, why don't you have Meet Me in St. Louis? Because Barr uh, just confirmed that he's an idiot. Repeat what Barr said. Such life's not my thing. Also, I'm just, like, not interested. Other than Garland, I don't really care about any of the characters. I think the whole subplot with, like, the sister getting married is pretty boring. I will say, like a fucking year and a half ago, I made my top forty musical numbers like like list. Awesome list, awesome time. The trolley song, fucking high. That is an incredible scene surrounded by such like a nothing movie. Like I don't give a fuck about anything. And the kids running around just like being fucking criminals. No, I just this isn't like. Yeah, I don't those kids care. I don't. They care. are menaces. They're like, they're like a dog. Like what the fuck? They're menaces. It's about growing up to not be a menace. They're not Dennis. All right, well, both of you have confirmed what I already knew. I hate you both. Holtzman. I have not seen this. It was on my list of movies to try and get to for before the show started for movies I wanted to watch. Uh, and then trivia matches got set up, and those take precedence. You have the most exemption over these two's moronic statements. Like everything I've but seen you still have, should have seen it. You oh, everything I've seen that I like. Trolley it's song is great. Like, the music... Everything I know of it is good. I just haven't gotten around to seeing the Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Yep. The, yes, the origin of Have Yourself a Merry Little I Christmas. That's original. That is an that's original. That's song. like an all-time song comes from this movie. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you for not having it. Matt, I mean, it is Christmas. Though, so yeah. I don't like Christmas. I hate you. Yeah, it's Christmas chorus, rough, and irritating. Christmas wishes you didn't exist. Matthew, uh, continue. All right, my 35 is the Bob's Burgers movie. What? Good night. Go ahead. Uh, this movie is great. I went in not really. I hadn't seen any like trailers about it. I just kind of went went in because I like the show, and I just I really enjoyed it. I, I didn't realize it was going to be a musical until I started watching the movie, and there were the different musical numbers, and I just thought they were all really fun and uh, really shows you the character, the family dynamic that they have, because that's what I love about the show is the family, and I think it really. Uh, exemplifies that but then there's also just like the whole murder mystery element as well and that was really engaging i think each character has a time to shine which i enjoy and there's some the songs are also entertaining you put me in a difficult situation i really like this movie i'm really in the camp of this movie it does not belong on this list uh the musical elements are so not important to the point where there are three songs in the entire runtime of the movie and like only one of them is great 
Like only one number I would say is great. It's Sunny Side Up Summer, which is like a phenomenal song. I think the murder mystery is much more impressively done and more entertaining. I think the family dynamic is great, but like they sort of like go, Hey, it's a musical opening number. And then like, forget it's a musical for like 45 minutes and then go, Oh, we should do a number and then forget it's a musical again for 45 minutes and then go, Oh, it's almost over. We should do one more song. We need to do the villain song and the closer song. And then we're done. And it's like, yeah, it's not real. It's not much of a musical. It counts. It's a musical, but it's not much of a musical. And to have it at 35 is definitely too high. If you'd put this at 40, I would have forgiven it a little bit more. But to have it at 35 is a little rough. Uh, yeah. Uh, Spence, thoughts on the Bob's Burgers movie? It's fine. It's cool. I think I think you overplay a lot how like unpredictable it is. We're like, ooh, is it villain A or villain B? Not the obvious one. It's B. No shit. It's I mean, like, it's villain it's, C, I, actually, but sure. Whatever. I think the songs are fine. I think they're good, but not, like, incredible. Well, here's the thing. I would say it's a better movie than Meet Me in St. Louis, but the songs in that movie are so ex- extremely better. Like, they are exponentially better. I don't think it has any place being below this. Uh, I'll go next. Um, I started watching this movie because I kind of figured it would show up on someone's list. Um, and I didn't stop watching it because it was bad. It's literally because I had other things that I had to happen. Um, so I was enjoying my time. Spence is insane for saying that this is a better movie than Meet Me in St. Louis. Um, but yeah, so I liked what I saw so far. No. Alton, have you seen Bob's Burgers yet? Never seen the show, never seen the movie, been told I would like it, but. You would like it, but it is not. It is not. You're an idiot. Uh, all right. Well, I love the movie. It should not be here, Matthew. Uh, what's your 34? Uh-oh. Oh. Matthew? Oh, Matthew? Oh. Matthew is so I can't, I can't fourth place now. Let's go. Uh, he, just, he just messaged the Facebook chat. Okay. Okay. Well, where um, I can say his 34 is yikes anyway, because his 34 is high school musical three senior year. There we go. We can move on. Uh, all right. Uh, bar. Bar cackling you're, as though it's you're, not. You're up. Matthew, uh, we'll say this for the audience at home. Matthew, you did pretty good for that stretch. Right now, Matthew's doing pretty decent. Uh, bar, where are we going and what journey are you taking me on? My number 37 is Idlewild. So this is a movie musical made with some pre-existing song from Outcast and some original song from Outcast. Um, yeah. <laughs> I already know what Coho's gonna say. He's gonna say, "Oh well, like they're all sung on stage and they're performed as songs." And I would argue that that's not a hundred percent true. Um, the the chase scene is like a straight up musical. It's like them in like talking dialogue but as song um and then there was um she lives in my lap that was a musical number it's not sung on stage it's sung as dialogue and then the one with all the um the the clocks also not on stage so i think three songs at minimum gives it a pass but the story is the thing to go for and the like the way it looks it just looks incredible um and the the scenes with Church's character, I'm really into that story a lot. So 
I think this is a very good movie. I wanted to bring it up because I knew no one else would. This is barely a musical. You're right. There are three moments that are musical numbers in the most loose sense of being musical numbers. Um, the chase scene is a musical number. Uh, the movie is really fun. I really liked Idlewild. It's just when it's sold to me as an outcast musical, it disappoints. Because the stuff on stage is good and the actual three numbers are fine. The chase sequence is actually probably the best of all the numbers, but it's like Agreed. it's also but I also don't love it. It's the thing where it's like, oh, I was being sold on an outcast murder mystery gangster epic musical, which sounds awesome. And then it's not at all that movie. <laughs> it's like not at all that movie. Like the it's gangster like stuff. It. It's like the gangster stuff is like oh like the murder mystery is like the through line, but they don't care too much about doing the murder mystery. And then all the gangster relationships are like all really not there. Like it's really just Terrence Howard. Like Terrence Howard's the gangster element of the movie. That's like it. Um, and then the musical numbers are all like performative on stage outside of the three that are like, these are like dialogue pieces, but they're rhythmic because you know, outcast. And it's like, I don't know. It just did not live up to what it was sold to me on the poster uh, and in the synopsis. Uh, but I still enjoyed it. It's a good movie. 37. I again, if you had put this at 40, I'd have given you a pass. It's a little, it's a, a little high, but like it's not like you put it against over anything that I think it's not better than, except honestly, I think our house is better. I think if you put our house over this, you'd a better choice. But like I don't I don't think right now it's like not an egregious 37, it's just a like yellow card 37. Uh okay. we're gonna we're gonna hold up the yellow card on that one. Like Ocean uh, Avenue yellow card. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, has anyone of you three seen Idlewild? No. No, because everything I've read states that this is not actually a musical, so it doesn't fit into that one it's trivia really category good. I like to use. It's technically. It, it, it is. And it's about as much of a musical as the Boss Burgers movie is. We'll say it like that. Except the Boss Burgers musical numbers are better. Um, so, uh, Eh, pick. I, I'm guessing no one else has seen it then entirely. So, Bar, move on to your 36. My number 36 is the pro shot of Memphis. Okay. So, this is a, a really strong musical um, that takes place in Memphis during, I, I think it was like the 50s. Um and uh, it's about this one guy who basically is trying to, like, bring black music to the masses uh, and, like, the journey that they go on. Um, and it's a really, really solid musical. I think that some of the performances are fantastic. Um, when he first comes on stage, Chad, I think that, like his name was Chad Kimball. Uh, when he first comes on stage, I'm kind of like, oh, no, I'm going to hate this guy. But he, you, you grow to really like him, um, and the songs are incredible. It's got one of my favorite opening numbers of all time with Underground, um, and it, there's a lot of heart to this musical, especially the ending, which is super touching. Uh, Memphis uh, won the Tony in between the Book of Mormon and uh, and this one in the American Idiot year. Uh, yes. So, like, it did not beat strong competition. 
Not uh, but that's but that's because this is like significantly better than all of the competition it was up against. I'm really surprised why we don't talk about this much anymore. It's like one of the most forgotten Tony winners for best musical this decade, if not the most forgotten best musical winner of the decade. And the hype um, around this show was wild when it came from out. yeah from everything i could look up like they made a pro shot which tells me that pe- it was important at the time and i had a blast i thought this was really good i liked it a lot i watched it with cody newberry uh who adores this musical uh so i had a good time uh the music is all pretty great uh i liked a lot of them chad kimball made me want to kill myself for the entire first act and then in the second act i got used to it uh, we looked, we, me and Cody learned a lot of fun facts about Chad Kimball, the actor during this. Uh-oh. Uh, we looked, we found a lot of things out about Chad Kimball. Uh, yep. Uh, but no, uh, I like it. I was to the point where I was like, Cody and I were talking about, I was like, how did they never, this is a very easy musical to turn into a movie, like into a proper movie. And I don't know why they never did it, especially in the age of like early 2010s. It was like, Hey, let's make everything that's won the tony into a movie and it's like they're like hard in production on in the heights at this point it's like how did they not do memphis it's easy they could do memphis today and it would still be a big hit but it's like i think that like it's pretty paint by numbers as a story until the second act like the first act i don't want to call it green bookie because it's not green bookie that'd be really rude to call memphis green bookie because it's better than green book but it's it's sort of in that feel-good vein in the first act where it's like racism is happening look at the white guy who's gonna help them uh and yeah so it does kind of have white that savior. way it has white savior in it and then the second act is like fuck your white saviorism and that's why i really love the second act exactly the second act like totally yes. flips it around and is like this guy is doing everything he can to help but he's and, also a fucking and then, idiot and then he's doing everything he can to sabotage it to sabotage it so you're like so the entire thing i love the ending i'll say this i uh, really love the ending of memphis it went in yeah. a direction i did not expect Same. and i like i think the second act of memphis is phenomenal it grew as much as i watched it for how much i liked it great choice i like the range you maybe even could have had it a little higher and i'd have probably been short um have any of you seen memphis I have not seen it. I've listened to the soundtrack before a couple times. It's been a while. Um, I like what I've heard. Uh, I think it's like the music is quite good from everything I've heard. Like Bar saying the opening number, it is a fantastic opening number. Um, But yeah, I haven't seen it, so I couldn't put it on my list. I didn't realize there was a pro shot of it. So Broadway HD has been a delightful tool. Uh, Matthew. I, I haven't seen it. I haven't heard of it uh, as well, so I'll have to check out some of the music and try to watch the pro shot. And Adelaide Spence. Nope. I will also say this has some of the coolest set designs I've ever seen for a Broadway show. Like, they do some really sick shit with the stage. I was like, oh, wow. Anyway, good choice. Uh, your 35. My number 35 is Oliver. I'm sorry. Oliver! <laughs> um, thank you for emphasizing the exclamation you're welcome so i think that this movie is uh it looks fantastic um i think that it's 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 oliver twist so i already know that the story is it's a good story wait are you telling me that the story of oliver has no twists uh (laughs) very very limited twists um it's not like a martini um so um 
But the thing I really like about this musical is the direction. Carol Reed's direction on this is phenomenal. Uh, and Oliver Reed's performance as Bill Sykes. This motherfucker. <laughs> this is an asshole. But, like, to us, scary, terrifying degree. Like, even the scene where he's, like, calling his dog is just... You want that dog to run. So I think the strength of Carol Reed and his son, I I really, really like them. And Fagin. Fagin's an interesting character. So I finished this today. I watched it all today. Um, I think this is a movie that is greatly hurt by the amount of Academy Awards it won. Agreed. Specifically the ones that it did win. I think it winning Best Director over Kubrick for 2001 is going to be something that is hurt in the history books. And it winning Picture over, like, you know, Lion and Winter and such is something that I think is going to be... Oh, and I think it's one where you can contest it. Um, but I liked it. It's way too fucking long. Yeah. This movie is way too long. You have an intermission and uh, an overture and entract. Uh, you have so much shit in this movie where it's like, cut it cut it there's a five minute overture i'm like you could slice that you could slice if you slice those three things out and take a good pair of shears to the first act of this movie and chop that down and made this a clean two hours i think this would be a fantastic movie i think it right now i enjoyed it it got better as it went on and then it didn't like once we hit the last 45 minutes i'm like all right all right let's just get it over with um I think Ron Moody is great as Fagin. I thought he was phenomenal. Great performance. Um, absolute category fraud that he was nominated as Best Actor. Oh, uh, oh, absolutely. Wild thing they did putting him in Best Actor. And also wild thing they did nominating uh, Jack Wilde as Dodger in Supporting. Yeah, <laughs> Randomly putting Dodger in Supporting. How? Of all the support, he's fine. Like, he's like, okay. Um, I, that was I will Oliver say- Reed's nomination. I'm also like really okay with Mark Lester not getting any recognition because I think he's actually pretty bad as Oliver. I think he's actually like the worst thing about the movie. And when you're the main character of the movie, whew. uh the choreography is great. Like some incredible dance sequences. I think the sets are gorgeous. I think on a technical level, Oliver is like a really well created musical, which is probably why it won. It was like the last breath of the musical age. Um, but yeah, I don't think many. I like like I could probably like six or seven of the songs total out of like the what like fifteen they have. There's like so many musical numbers in this where I'm just like ah, I don't give a shit. But like, hey, food, glorious food kicks off this shit, and I'm like, hey, that's from Ice Age. Um, but yeah, uh, I really like. Uh, I don't remember the name of the one. The one where he's like, maybe I should think about it again. The Fagin song where he's like, uh, I oh, should yeah, I, maybe yeah, I should yeah. rethink this or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh that number, incredible. Like a great number, great vocal performance, and great acting performance. That's like the that should have been his Oscars clip if they were doing those in the 60s. Great, great number from him. But yeah, on the whole, I like it. I'm not gonna kill you for it. One like you picked the best picture winning musical. You're a hack. Uh you probably saw this opening weekend. Like, I get it. Uh anyone else seen Oliver? You know how you make this better? Oh if he's God. a cat and Dodger is a dog. Get them <laughs> out of Dodger. here. 
and Dodger is Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah! No, I'm, I'm guessing you haven't seen it. Okay. No. Here's $50,000. No. Uh, I have not seen the film. I've seen stage versions of it. Uh, I like the show on stage. Uh, I've always said that Oliver is the better version of Annie because you aren't just pissed off and annoyed by the small child being the film like you are in Annie. She's so annoying. Um, yeah, Oliver but... sucks, though. <laughs> the kid sucks. Okay, okay, like he is a whiny little kid, but also he's being starved in Victorian England where a shot of four loco would kill a small child. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Valid point. But Valid point. Uh, Matthew, have you seen Oliver? Uh, no, I haven't seen any version of it, but I'll see you next year. That's a good point. Uh, all right, Bar, uh, 34. Uh, my number 34, it was the ex from earlier. It's Oklahoma. Oklahoma. And that was my 38. All right, uh, you the, talk about it. The songs in this kind of slap. Uh, this is one of Rodgers and Hammerstein's best songs, uh, like shows when it comes to their songs, um, except for the farmer and the cowhand. Like that, that song could have been easily cut. Um, but I think that the the characters are just really charming, and you really fall in love with them. Um, I think the the scenes between um, Ado Annie and I can't remember his name, but he's played by Eddie Albert are <laughs> pretty funny. Um, Judd is a really interesting villain. Rod Steiger did a great job with that role. But the thing that really sold me, sold me on this is the ballet sequence. That ballet sequence is fucking stunning. It's the second best ballet sequence in a movie, um, which we'll talk about later. But that scene alone is incredible. So this is a good fun time watch um with really great performances fantastic songs and uh yeah uh yeah this was my 38 uh i really enjoy this movie as well yeah the the dream ballet sequence is brilliant and like earns so much credit for this movie uh there's several great numbers like uh surrey with the fringe on top is just really fun the title number is fantastic um the whole box social sequence is really, really fun. Um, my my only real problem with this compared to other versions I've seen is like they kind of make Ado Annie really boring when she should be like a really fun character. Like I can't say no should be the most fun song in that show, and it just isn't in this movie, frankly, because their actress isn't playing her as fun. But that's really my only like big knock against it. Uh, otherwise, yeah, like beautiful looking film very well directed love the performances yeah rod steiger especially is fantastic but yeah it's just gloria graham that's the big knock against it okay so i hadn't seen this in a long time uh and i was like all right well oklahoma we'll buckle up i remember this is sort of a snooze fest um i would venture to say this might be the best rogers and hammerstein musical end of sentence it's That's right. A, it's there. a pretty. It's probably their definitive work. Like some of their best work as singers, as songwriters. Uh, one of the best stories that they've ever worked together uh, to compose music for. I think that it's like very distinctly like Americana feeling. I think Gloria Graham is terrible in this movie. Just like an awful performance. She's toned down. She literally is. She can't sing, and I think that really hurts this musical. Um, I think that. Uh, Gordon McRae as Curly is like pretty definitively like that's kind of who Curly is. 
He's a Hugh Jackman type. He's not yeah. as fun as Hugh Jackman would do in this part. Which but he's, done. he's I yes, I I I I know that he's done that, but I've never seen it. I want to see that. Uh, I would love to see his Oklahoma. I think he'd be a great curly. Uh, but he's not having as much fun as the Hugh Jackman version uh, that I imagine in my head. Uh, Charlotte Greenwood is great. I think she's really fun as uh, Aunt Eller. I think she's like really, really fun. I think this movie looks really good. Like it's like shot really well. Um, I The Sherry Little French on Top song is like uh, brilliant. Like the running on top of the train is like so well done. Like there's a lot of really great technical choreography and production design and cinematography done on this that like makes this like definitely a top tier um, classic musical of its age. Um, good choice. I have no, uh, I have no qualms with this being on your list any higher than this episode. I would have to question you because I don't think this is like an outstanding piece of art, but I think it is a fun popcorn rainy day movie. If you're going to pop on a fifties musical, you can't go wrong with Oklahoma. So yeah, decent choice. Uh, Matthew and Spencer with Ali Stroker cowards. Yeah, for sure. And also uh, recast Ariana Grande and Wicked with Ali Stroker, cowards. <laughs> Matthew and, and Spence, have you seen Oklahoma? I was going to say, I would only care if there was a pro shot with Ali Stroker. So, no. I have not. Fair enough. All right. So, uh, now yes. we go over to Adelaide Spence. Can you do better than what Barr and Matthew have done so far? you will just send me up. Y'all like mermaids. Oh, oh God. Lord, you're 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 the lure. <laughs> wow, no yikes. Uh, so for those who don't know, this is the only musical to come out of Poland. And the basic story is it's a retelling of Hans Christian Anderson's The Little Mermaid. But there's two mermaids. One is more loyal to the original novelization, and one is a more modern adaptation, mostly based off of the Disney mythos. And I think combining those is like a really interesting thing. And as someone who's never been to Poland or met a Polish person, I don't know the language very well, but hearing it in song is really interesting. And they go through a lot of different styles, but most of it is like this techno, like electronica pop kind of thing. And it's really interesting to see it go back and forth into these club numbers and that musical numbers. And it, and it, and it tackles so many different ways of singing that I think is newer to me but also especially in, in another language i like seeing how that's done i think the two lead performances are just fantastic i don't know the names because they're fucking polish but they are so good and i love seeing this idea of telling a story from two perspectives and seeing basically like what are the what are the ways that it starts to branch out and seeing how the story develops is just fascinating i'm doing this thing called 101 frights till halloween uh lots of gory horror movies in there lots of spooky shit uh, lots of, um, well, yeah, just horror in general. Um, I watched the, the, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre yesterday. It's very, very off-putting movie. Uh, very grotesque film. I almost threw up watching The Lure more than I did The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There's Bro. some nasty shit in The Lure. Uh, those tales are gross, and the surgical stuff with it, actually body horror. That's some Cronenberg shit. Uh, anyway, uh, the lore is garbage. Uh, I don't know where Adelaide Spence gets off on, oh man, you guys picking bad musicals and shit. And Spence over here the whole time is like, I have a Polish mermaid musical in which someone gets their tail cut off. Like, what the fuck, dude? 
Blame no. Disney for that storyline. I'll tell you that right now. Disney did that. <laughs> well, Disney didn't give them the fucking gun to their head and say, you're going to do this. It's trash. It's directed like trash. The music is all bad. I think it's all written really poorly. I don't, it's all in Polish. So, of course, I'm disconnected to begin with. So, I'm trying extra hard to get into it. And then you're showing me like mermaids killing people and each other and shit. And I'm like, I'm not into that. Not into this movie. Like the entire opening sequence totally was like, all right, I'm not going to like what we're about to get from here on out. I'm not in. And I hate the ending more than I can't describe how much I hate the ending of this movie. It is like the most like, Ugh, ending I've ever seen. The lure is so I it here's the thing. If y'all like Teton, you'll probably kind of mm -hmm. like the lure. They're similar aesthetics. They're not the same in plot at all or even really direction, but they have similar vibes to each other, and both are trash. So I hate I not. Nah. So if you like Teton, the lure is for you. But Spence, you so far have the worst movie on. All of the lists right now with the lore, okay, okay. and that and that includes people who have put non musicals on their lists, and you have a worse musical than them. Have any of you three seen the lore? I saw the trailer and immediately went no. Good choice, Holtzman. Spence asked me on three separate occasions in the past week and a half, "Hey, <laughs> do you want to get? Do you want to watch this on call with me?" I went, Spence. No, I do not want to watch this movie. And I made the right choice. It rocks. Melissa, I think you would really like it. Melissa, you would. Honestly, if that if everything I just said sounds like something you'd like, knock yourself out. Just be warned, you won't understand a word that is said or sung unless you like. Oh no, it's in a foreign language. It's too hard to understand. Another round is one of my favorite movies of last of two years ago. Just about always in another language is hard for me to connect. No, I'm saying musicals in another language are very hard to get into, and you are a scum. Fuck Jacques Demy, God. Jacques Demy does suck. Go ahead, Matthew. Yeah, I like the Lior, but not enough to put it on my list. I, you know, it's the aesthetic and visual flair that I I enjoy. The aesthetic, the story is not really that interesting, but uh, it just—I I enjoy aesthetic usually. Yeah. Well, uh, this movie is nothing but aesthetic, and the aesthetic uh, was—I hate it. Uh, Spence, what's your thirty-six? My thirty-six is Dreamgirls. Wow! No yikes! Okay, go ahead. Um, Spence. This is actually a movie that I was hoping to rewatch before the show started because uh, it's a movie I, I really enjoyed the first time I watched it, but it. it, it did it linger as long as I would like it to? And I think part of that is just because I didn't watch it on a great day. But I think even just like on that first watch, even not going great, it's still a four-star movie. It's still really great with, with an ensemble of like incredible casts. One of, I think like one of the best songs ever written for a musical in, um, uh, I think, I think, I think yeah. Are you listening? Like, that, oh. okay. it's, it's like, yeah, it's amazing. I think everyone there does such an incredible job. And I really just love this story. I love the biopics about like 50s, 60s music. And I think the way that this tells it is just really engaging. I like, I wish I wish I had had was able to watch it again to have like a stronger opinion, but this is just a really engaging, wonderful biopic that I think the music really elevates the storytelling, which is basically what you want from a musical. 
So I love that you called it a biopic, and it's entirely fictional. But yes, I was about to bring that up. It's okay. it's a biopic. It's a biopic, but it's a biopic because like yeah. it's not about real people, but it's, it's absolutely like about Motown. No, it's absolutely about Motown and Barry Gordy and shit. Like that's clearly what they're trying to do, but they can't. And, and Diana Ross and the Super. And Diana Ross and the, yeah. yeah, it's it's not a biopic, but it's absolutely a biopic. Um, Dream Girls. If you've ever wanted to see someone win an Oscar in one scene, and I'm telling you, I'm not going, is the scene where Jennifer Hudson is like, oh, thank you, thank you for a free Oscar. Uh, Eddie Murphy should have won the Oscar that year, and it really sucks that he didn't, because as much as I like Alan Arkin in Little Miss Sunshine, Eddie Murphy's better. I love Eddie Murphy in this movie. I think he's, like, just pure charisma and energy, and then, like, also so, untr- like, you don't trust him whatsoever. Uh, and there's so many moments where he like gives you total reason to not. But then there's moments where you just like, especially towards the end, you're just like, oh man, I just really like this poor old fuck. Um, but I think this is a great, I love Dreamgirls. I think this movie's terrific. Um, I think my only real issue is like, Beyonce's not a good actress. She's like completely okay. Um, and we've just encouraged She's the not good. She, she's okay. The the Bayhive can oh, come Oh, because kill the Beehive is totally watching this bar. <laughs> if True. the bobs are watching, so are the Bayhive. Yeah, fair. Um, I, I do. I think she's fine. I think in, uh, Nika Nani Rose is like so like okay, like not really. They don't do much with her, but she's such a talented performer. Um, there's a reason she got Princess and the Frog after this. She's freaking fair. great. But like Jennifer Hudson steals the show between the three of them, so it's understandable. Um. Also, Jamie Foxx, really, really underrated in this movie. Like, really good at being a fucking piece of shit. At being Barry Gordy. Basically, great at being Barry Gordy. Um, and, like, yeah, I think the music's all great. The three new songs that they write for it are all great. I love uh, Patience. That's my personal favorite. I think the their, their attempt at doing We Are the World updated, where they finally can cover that, and they do, like, Beyonce and Eddie Murphy singing, you know, Patience together. I think it's great. Uh, listens, you know, like the clear show-stopping new one, but like I love Patience. Um, I think it's just like a really great musical. It's like probably the best thing Bill Condon has ever done. Uh, and this man is uh, an awful creator. And he's like done two, he's like written two things that I like. He's like directed two things that I like, and he's written two things that I like. And the rest of it's terrible. Like, or like not great. Like this man's an Oscar winner for Gods and Monsters. And what a fraudulent Oscar that he has. Um, I don't like Bill Cummings. But I think he directs this pretty well. I think this is a good-looking movie, a well-directed movie, a well-acted movie. Um, the fact that it ends here is wild to me. The fact that Dreamgirls is not making it off the first episode and it stops at number 36 on Spence's list is nuts. Because I think this is like a freebie. Like You should like probably put this right in on your top 40 at some spot. This is like an easy inclusion. So I'm curious from the other three, why no dream girls? I haven't seen it since 2006. I only remember Jennifer Hudson and Eddie Murphy. Okay. Matthew. I have only seen this movie once. Uh, I, and it's a movie that like, I know I'd like it and I know it's good, but like, it's a movie that I don't remember particularly well whenever I try to think about it. Like, I remember the big numbers. Like, yeah, Listen is incredible, and And I Am Telling You is a phenomenal song. Uh, Hudson and Murphy, Murphy are both giving absolutely phenomenal performances. 
but like there's just so little of like the connecting threads of this movie that I remember that I have a hard time picking this as one of my top 40 favorites. Yeah, that's about the same reason as me. I think I just don't remember enough about it to put it on. Well, Spence, you don't get all the shit that you should get. I was the only person confident. You, you, not only did movie. you come at me with the worst movie I watched so far for the series, but then you also were the only one to have one of the best movies you could put on a top 40 list. So you're kind of even, I'll, I'll call you a little off even because that's how much I hate the lure, but like you, you brought it back a little bit. Uh, let's see if you can take it home. What's your 35? If there was one more dead mermaid, you'd like it a lot more, I'm sure. Uh, no, uh, that's my I, 35 like is the better funny movie, Funny Girl. Uh, yikes to another episode. Yeah. All right. And my 34, I'm not talking. It's the music, man. <laughs> yikes. Yeah, oh, is. I'm shocked. Shocked bar has the music, man. And you're man. not even from Iowa. Fake fan. All right. Holtzman, we're on to you. <laughs> My 37, I will milk this moment for a little while because this is getting yikes for until three weeks from now. F to be fair, I should win this episode based on having the best movie this week, according to Coho, but oh he's going to be punishing me for having it at 37. Oh God. My 37 is La La Land. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it made the list! It made the list! Yes! It made the list. <laughs> Uh, my 36, which is the F4 reference by Coho movie that doesn't count as a musical, but oh well, I would rather have 40 movies that I think are really good than uh, have to pick a musical that's less good. Uh, my 36 is Victor Victoria. Yeah, I kind of Obvious, I, I love that you paused. This isn't a musical. No one else considered this. Continue. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, who, who knows? We all make mistakes. That's his parents. You made a big one. Yeah, and boy, I was born. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you can't control. Uh, no, Victor Victoria. Uh, I think this movie is fantastic. Um, yeah, it doesn't technically really count as a musical. Uh, but I think like there are musical numbers as much as they are all like acknowledged within the format of the film as being performed. Uh, Julie Andrews is incredible in this movie. She is so damn good. Like, there's a reason Julie Andrews should always be in the conversation for being one of the greatest actresses of all time. Uh, and this movie proves it. Like, the way she is able to go, like, with both the comedy and the drama that this role requires in certain situations is fantastic. Um, Leslie Ann Warren is so good in her supporting role in this movie. She is so funny. Uh, it's honestly insane that she was nominated for an Oscar for this, but I love it so much because it's just like a really fun, like comedic villainous performance. Um, James Garner and Robert Preston are both great, especially Preston, I think is so, so fun. And just his friendship with Julie Andrews's character. And then the romance between Garner and Andrews, where it's like he starts thinking out that she is a man and being like, I'm okay with being gay because you're awesome. Then she's like, well, I've got a fun surprise for you. I am in fact a woman. And he's like, oh, even better. Wonderful. <laughs> the comedy from the situation that this movie sets up is fantastic. Um, the musical numbers performed within it are great. Specifically, La Jazz Hot is such a great number. Um, yeah, like, again... 
I know it doesn't really count as a musical, but it was really great. And I just want more people to see this. So I figured I'd put it on my list and keep it low. So, yeah, this isn't a musical. So the, the, you're going to get a big hit underscore for actively putting a non-musical on here when you could have put a bad musical. Well, at least I didn't put Mermaid Murder. You didn't put Mermaid Murder. And let me say, this movie is murder, delightful. It wasn't Murder to be clear. Victor Victoria is delightful. This is a great time at the movies. Uh, Julie Andrews is incredible. And like you said, Preston and Warren are phenomenal. But Julie Andrews is like nuts. It, like this is like an insane. At the Oscars, she had to go up against Streep for Sophie's choice. Exactly. She had to go up against Streep. It's like at the height of Streep. Uh, Julie Andrews is, is so, so, so good in this. She gets to be so snarky and like chaotic. Uh, but also just like so buttoned up at times. It's like a phenomenal turn from her. Um, I completely understand why you like this and wanted this on here. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, in no way, shape, or form is this a musical. If nothing else. All of the performances. Is, there is a single moment in this movie in which Leslie Ann Warren walks into a door frame and does not go through the door, staying in the door frame, leans against the door frame, pouts, and says, I'm horny, and no other words. And <laughs> it is a it is Truly a remarkable moment in film, I will so say. <laughs> Leslie Ann Warren is so good in this. Yeah. Uh, and I'm glad that the Academy gave her a nomination for it. Yeah, uh, Because I, it, she's like basically doing Miss Scarlet. If Miss Scarlet was like dialed to 300% and just chaotic, uh, it's great. Uh, this movie is absolutely chaotic. I do recommend watching Victor Victoria. I think it's phenomenal. It is not a musical, and therefore yeah. you will be heavily punished. Also, you could have put this at forty, like you could have put this. At hey, but 40. I, I had you the have it solid. Over. I will explain why my forty is my forty when we get there in four weeks or whatever. Here's my time. issue. Hold on. Here's my issue. You could have put this at forty below thirty nine actual musicals, and I wouldn't have actually hurt you that bad. But you put this above La La Land. I'll say yeah. You put it above a lot, not I got, yeah, one, talk about that this one spot above La La Land. Don't worry. I'll remember yeah. that when we cut, get to the time to talk about La La Land. You're not getting oh. off the hook for one spot above La La Land, putting a non-musical instead of going, oh yeah, La La Land, a real musical better than a non-musical on a top 40 musical show. Yeah. Bonkers. That cool. will actually really hurt your score. Yeah. Uh, the other three. I don't think any of you have seen Victor Victoria. I could be wrong. Thoughts, if you have. Man, it's one I did not use it. Putting a non-musical above a musical, and then you put like putting a non-movie in your top 100. That's crazy. I didn't do that. Uh, Bar. <laughs> it's what I've been wanting to watch. Matthew. Yeah, it's on my watch list. All right. Uh, what's your 35? Uh, my 35 is Bye Bye Birdie. I'm guessing uh, no one yeah. else asked this then. All right, go ahead. Yeah, I watched this for the first time this year, uh, and I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, first of all, I love just like the visual style of this movie, just like the costume design and the set design where it is so much like pastel colors. Uh, I am absolutely here for it's just like a very visually pleasing movie uh, to look at. Um, the plot is super, super simple and easy to follow where it's literally just like, yeah, this rock star is about to get drafted into the war. And so he holds a contest where basically like one girl will get to be his final kiss at his final concert before he is drafted into the army. And then seeing this whole town like go cr like 
all the girls going crazy over because it's supposed to be a parody of Elvis. And so you have all these girls going crazy over him when he shows up, just like absolutely in love. And all the men are so pissed off at this man's existence. <laughs> and like, there's literally a full number where it's like the girls are singing we love you conrad and the boys are singing we hate you conrad <laughs> and they're just like the the it's so fun it's so great um the telephone hour is such a fun sequence uh just like a really really enjoyable scene where you've got all of these girls like calling each other talking about like the fact that this is all happening and the gossip around town uh conrad's final number is fantastic put on a happy face is really really nice uh and then yeah like janet lee and dick van dyke are both phenomenal in this uh yeah so this fucking slaps uh bye bye birdie is terrific the music is all great uh the titular song that starts the movie is so fun and so well stylized and really fun. Uh, and Margaret is amazing. Amazing in this movie. Like genuinely so blown away by her work. Like she overshadows Dick Van Dyke and Janet Lee, who are both giving some of the best work I've seen from them. Um, I love that this is literally just Elvis. We're literally just doing a, a fictionalized story about Elvis going into the military and then, like, doing this. Dick Van Dyke is playing Tom Hanks and Elvis. It's just, like, if he were not the shittiest manager alive. And it's, like, kind of great. Dick Van Dyke is so good in this. Like, to see him, like, try and, like, media manipulate the situation and, like, make this event go off without a hitch while also having relationship issues with Janet Leigh, who there, which is really comedic. And, like, having Anne Margaret having her own issues where her boyfriend's like, I love the scene where the boyfriend goes to the dad and is like, you can't let her kiss this guy on TV. And he's like, well, I've decided that uh, my daughter can make her own decisions. And he's like, yeah, that's right. Wait. <laughs> and he's like, wait, what are you talking about? And it's like a great, great scene. Oh, when um, he's just bamboozling the parents to be like, here's so the deal. Like, your daughter is going to kiss this rock star live on television TV. but it's good for you here is why it is good for you the parents to let this happen why it's good for your child oh absolutely dick van dyke is like a, a amazing performances i loved it i thought this was so fun so good mostly off the performances the music is really like fun in the moment i don't think i could sing anything besides the title track to you now but like i think they're all entertaining enough um Great oh, and, choice. And the like stereotypical Elvis scene where he's performing and yeah. he's just like thrusting and all the women, including like the wife of the mayor, yeah. at his feet. Fainting. It's great. I, I also really like the end. I think the ending is really yeah. fun. Um, but yeah, bye bye, Birdie. Excellent choice. I'm very thank you for having me watch this. I had a great time. Uh three of you, have you seen Bye Bye Birdie? Don't like Bye Bye Birdie. What's up? Have you guys seen it? Because I have. I have. I have not. I think I'd like it though. Okay. Uh, you went, Spencer. I wanted to rewatch this before this series. I just didn't get around to it. From what I remember, I remember really liking it. I remember really liking Dick Van Dyke, and Anne Margaret is an underrated actress. Um, put on a happy face is fantastic. Kids, it's such a, a weird song to listen to because Paul Lynn is trying to play like this really straight dad and he's clearly not um, but I think that actually kind of like bumps up the comedy of it all um, so 
I really liked it, but I, I just needed to rewatch it in order for it to be on my list. Okay. All right. Uh, Matthew, you haven't seen it then? No, I haven't yeah, seen okay. it. Okay. All right. Uh, so, uh, Holson, you're 34. Uh, my 34 is Hairspray. Yeah. Are there, are, wait, are there no yikes for Hairspray? No. What the fuck are we, okay, continue. All right. What is this uh, list? Yeah. Uh, I will always preface this by saying what I say every time I talk about the film Hairspray, which is that my bar for adaptations of Hairspray is incredibly low because a high school in my town did a production of Hairspray when I was in my senior year of high school, but they didn't have any black students. <laughs> they, didn't, no, they, didn't, they didn't do they didn't do blackface. But it was all of the 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 black characters were portrayed by white kids wearing sunglasses. What the? <laughs> wow, wow. Anyways, moving on. Uh, so yeah, my bar for this is very low. That being said, I still really like this movie. I think it's super fun. Um, the musical numbers Canada, are everybody. all just really really enjoyable. Um, Nikki Blonsky, like, it sucks that this was kind of the only thing she ever did really for movies like she's so good as tracy and then vanished like right after this film happened um zach efron is a great casting choice for link larkin um christopher walken as the dad is fantastic uh james marston is perfect as corny collins like you nailed the casting choice in the best way you could um, Alice and Janney, super fun. Amanda Bynes, super fun. Queen Latifah. Elijah Kelly as Seaweed is great. Run and Tell That is maybe the standout number of the show. Um, but then, like, Ladies' Choice, Without Love is fantastic. The story is just super fun. Obviously, like, the biggest criticism people have is, like, John Travolta's being weird and crazy. But also, if you've ever seen, like, Older versus Hairspray, that's the character. It's supposed to be weird and crazy and ridiculous, and it's insane. Um, but yeah, just like a super fun show. Like all of the numbers are really, really fun and well done. Uh, just a really energetic and fun vibe. Uh, I really enjoy it. You're all in trouble because Holtzman is the only one to have Hairspray, which is a phenomenal musical. Uh, I love this show. Uh, and I think the movie is a great adaptation of it. I think it's a great cast. I think John Travolta is outstanding. I don't get the criticisms. I think he is nuts. And the, like, like also said, absolutely nailing it. Uh, Walken is so good. Seeing Travolta and Walken kiss in this movie is oh, like maybe the greatest comedic thing that's ever happened in film. It's like a great moment. Um, but no, absolutely. I think you nailed it. I think every single like Good Morning Baltimore is done so well. Like that's the, that's the test. That's the test number that if you mess up Good Morning Baltimore at the start of this movie, the rest of this movie is going to fall apart. And they crush Good Morning Baltimore, which means they're going to crush. You can't stop the beat at the end. They're going to crush it at the end. So you know that the two big numbers that start and close the show are going to be great from number one. And I think everything to get to the end, like in the middle of it, is done so well. Like you said, the guy who plays Seaweed is so fun. Allison Janney is so good. She's so good all the time. And to see her come in and just be like so Oh, when she, when she straight up kidnaps. <laughs> yep. <laughs> It's fantastic. I think that the movie just nails the show. Um, I think Harvey Firestein Malcolm did play Ed Nog. Yes, yes, I think yes, that's the thing. Yeah. Um, but no, I think I think they just nailed the hairspray in this movie. I think it's done excellently. Uh, and you're all on trial because hairspray is only on one list and ends at 34. What are we doing that hairspray 
pretty definitively one of the great movie musicals of the century is not on anyone's list besides Holtzman. Let's talk about it. Why are you all idiots? It is my 43. I have the list. It oh, was like mermaids. Polish, Polish mermaids. Oh, I'm Where sorry. I don't like fucking art, Coho. No, I think too is really good. Polish it just didn't me on that first watch. It might, it might, it might be the list on like a rewatch, but it was just in terms of other stuff. Like I'm in a place where everything in my in my 40 and higher is at least a four, and this is a three and a half. It's really close. Okay, uh, Matthew, hairspray. Uh, Hairspray is great, but I just haven't seen it recently enough to comfortably put it on my list and talk about it. Like that's the only reason I think it has a really great soundtrack, but I just haven't seen the movie. And Shame, movie Bar. I Bar, you're the one I'm most upset with right now. What's going on? I'm trying to think of a way to keep this like short and sweet. Um, you don't like Hairspray? Not really. Oh my so- god. I've never seen Would the movie. Would you like it more if it was white teenagers? <laughs> <laughs> He's no. Not from Canada. He's not um, from Canada. Okay. So I've never seen the movie all the way through because I don't love Hairspray as much as other people do. Like, so I can't comment too much on the movie. Um, I, I, there, I, it's just something about the show that I, it just doesn't click with me. And I think it's the fact that. I feel like every single song has another song in the show it sounds exactly like. So I'm not a big fan of the music in this musical. We can all agree Bar's wrong, right? Yeah, Bar's wrong. Uh, Bar's wrong. Yeah! Um, on that one, and that sucks. Um, all right. Uh, and that rounds out our 34s. So now we go one by one by one. Through everyone's, so we're gonna trade thirty threes and then thirty twos and then thirty ones. So Matthew, what is your thirty three? Uh, my Wi Fi cut out. So did my thirty four get yikes? I got yikes. Yeah. Got oh, yikes. No. Uh, my thirty three is the prom. Yikes to a future Holy episode. shit! All right, uh, Bar, you're thirty three. <laughs> I don't care oh. what you say, Spence. You put the lure on your list. <laughs> Lure's homophobic uh, anyway. My number thirty three is pennies from heaven. Okay. Okay. Um, I think that this is Herbert Ross's best work as a director uh, because some of these scenes are incredible. Like the title scene. Holy God, that scene is just gorgeous to watch. The choreography is amazing. And I think it's just a fun musical where, yes, it's a lot of dubbing, um, but. The scenes are so impressive. I think Bernadette Peters, my queen, is giving a wonderful performance. Um, The set designs are incredible. The choreography is amazing. The scene at the bank in particular is such incredible, uh, like, dancing. Um, The main reason it's so low is because Steve Martin's character... Not his performance, which is fantastic, but his character is a terrible person. And I have a hard time rooting for him. Uh, otherwise, I think that this movie is kind of incredible to watch. If this is Herbert Ross's best work as a director, I never want to watch another Herbert Ross film. I think this was a, an awful movie. I hated this. I think that 
the numbers you talk about, like the bank, the bank goes on forever. And it's very clearly done. This is probably the only time I've ever watched a movie where the dubbing was so apparent that I could practically hear his it's lips smacking together from the lip sync. It's not I could practically hear the lip sync. Oh, then it's a terrible choice. Then it's just a terrible directing choice because it's edited shittily. Like everything is so abrupt. This movie made me really appreciate the art of the musical number transition because things will just start and end. And nothing in between. Like, it's just, bah, and bah. We're just there, and then we're not. And it's like, ugh. It's, like, jarring. It's, like, because, jarringly done. And because, then I also, hold on, hold on. You got to dinner. I also, I, 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 at least, I, at least you admit Steve Martin's character is terrible. Because I hated him and wanted him to fail in every scene. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't stand watching this guy because I think he's shit. And Steve Martin plays him too well. Because he's just so believably a fuck. I hate Steve Martin's character in this to the point where I watched it afterwards and I'm like, I don't know if I like Steve Martin. <laughs> I don't know if I like Steve Martin. Is that, is that Steve Martin? So I'll give that for the movie. Steve Martin's great in it. I don't like anything else about this. I think all the songs are pretty bad. Pennies from Heaven being Pennies from Heaven means it's a great song. But Pennies from Heaven is done okay. Like that scene's done okay. It's the most okay one. I hate the scene of the diner. I hate the scene at the bank. I hate the scene between him and his wife at the start of the movie. I hate every... I just hated... I hated this movie. I was sitting there the whole time just waiting for it to end. I... And so, I... I understand that this is like, oh, it's Herbert Ross and Steve Martin, so Barr's gonna have this on his list. But you have it at 33. And you have it above some musicals that I think are great. You've given me stuff on your list so far that I really enjoyed. And this is better than absolutely nothing on your list so far, including Jesus Christ Superstar, which I don't like. Which is like, I think this is like a nuts. I did not enjoy Pennies from Heaven whatsoever. Bad I, time. I have to ask. I have to ask. Sure. Did you think Christopher Walken's singing voice actually sounds like that? No. Then how I, did you not know that all of these are dubbed? No, I knew it was dubbed. That's not my issue. My issue is that it is so obviously done and like you said it's the directorial because, choice but i think that's a bad choice because all of those musical scenes are seen through the perspective i understood of that no i understood that but i would like them to be done well within the purview of being done within his mind they're okay, just you're bad just musical insane, numbers just they're just bad musical numbers that's what i'm saying is like we get in and out of them so terribly and then the things that happen in them are just not good like the bank just goes on dude just goes on and on and on that really long shot where we're just seeing them just. I'm like, come on, end the scene. God damn. I did not enjoy this. May God have mercy on your soul for having this at all. Uh, all three of you, uh, I'm going to take a wild guess, have not seen Pennies from Heaven. I have a this is correct. Story. So on April 3rd, uh, I talked to one Karen J. Oldsman. I'm like, have hey, I want to spend for top 40. No, I think the movie. And I told, I told Holtzman, hey, I, I don't know what I should watch, but I want to like see more movies. And I give him this list, and including he says Pennies from Heaven. And he goes through the whole list and he says, and Pennies from Heaven, really? <laughs> so apparently not worth my time. Uh although I, honestly I think I would like it. It sounds it sounds fun. Also, the fact that this was nominated for a step to the screenplay makes me want to punch the Academy in the face. This is a the bad script. Anyway. They're uh, all old white men. You would kill them. <laughs> you're right. Uh, you, you can charge me with murdering a geriatric. Bar belongs with them. Uh, Matthew. Uh, I, I like Bernadette Peters, but no, I haven't seen this. 
Okay. Also, yeah, what? A, okay, also, can I just say it was nuts that they had Bernadette Peters and then yeah, wasted Bern, wasted Bernadette Peters. I hated that's that. A crime. I was like, when I saw her in the movie, I was like, oh my god, we got Bernadette Peters and fucking waste. I, big crime. Fuck pennies from heaven. All right, uh, Spencer, you're thirty-three. The producers was. Uh, is this that where was it ends? My thirty-nine. Hold on, is this where the producers ends? Somebody's got some splaining to do. Go ahead, Spencer. Coming. It's bar. So, uh, fun fact: I watched this for the first time on call. With these two chuckle fucks, I believe Bowman was the fourth person. A few of us were it there. was Bowman's. I think it was Bowman's idea or your idea. It was, it was, it was, my, yeah, it was my deep cut. But Bowman was the one that put it over the top. Yep. And dude, that was one of the most fun nights I think we've had as like a group. Like, this movie's just such like a. It's just it's an amazing time. I I enjoy the original film. I don't love it like everyone else. For me, for me it's lesser. Uh, Mel Brooks. I think the way that it was adapted is just really great. It's filled with incredible songs. Broderick and Lane are fucking perfection. Nathan Lane needs more work, period, in film. He is never missed. Um, is it just one of those shows that, like, when I, I got into it, basically hearing from a lot of people, like, oh, hey, uh, it's not that good because it, it's a poorly adapted from the stage version, how, like, the breaking the fourth wall doesn't work and how it changes the whole show. It doesn't really. You're just up your ass. I think this is just really fun and engaging. And the the way that it visualizes Springtime for Hitler is unique enough from the original film that I was still really engaged. And, oh, I'm forgetting his name, but the guy who won the Tony for the stage show, the actor who was the... Gary Beach is so fucking good. And this is the only movie. Like, goddamn, dude. This is just one of the most fun musicals you can ask for. Alton. Yeah, this is my 39... Uh, this movie is so much fun. Um, I'll admit, like, my biggest problem, just to get it out of the way before I start talking about what I like, uh, Susan Stroman's direction doesn't always translate amazing to the screen, but I think the script and the performances and the music of this are enough to still carry it above the lackluster direction. Um, yeah, Nathan Lane, one of Broadway's greatest talents of all time, uh, and it's so fun to get to see him playing this role in the film. Uh, and then just his chemistry with Matthew Broderick is so much fun. Uh, the scene where the two of them first meet and you are watching the two of them have a conversation for like a full 10 minutes. There's like no cuts almost in the scene and they are just walking around the office and like Lane is, and Broderick is just like slowly starting to have a panic attack and Lane is just like, don't you dare like lose your mind on me. Like I will beat you. Um, and then yeah, just the way it all goes, like, uh, like I've said before, like if you are looking for this to be a, like a straight one for one adaptation of the movie from '67, it's not going to be that. Um, but I think for what it is, it works br- like really, really well. Yeah, Gary Beach, fantastic, so good. Um, Will Ferrell is like fine. He has his moments where he's not amazing, but he has moments where he is really funny. Uh, Uma Thurman is fun at points, but her accent it is not amazing. Um, but yeah, like the musical numbers are really, really fun. Uh, the small cameos, like John Lovitz's small, tiny role as Josh he's so Wong. good. He's really so fun. good. And also, the way they said the scene where you walk into the accounting office and everyone just is like unhappy, unhappy. unhappy. <laughs> like, like it sets the scene super, super well. And then yeah, just the entire 
springtime for Hitler sequence with John Barrowman as the lead of that sequence. Random John Barrowman sighting. So, so good. Yeah. Yeah. I love the producers. I think this movie is great. I think that it's a phenomenal film. Um, I don't care that, like, all the everyone has the issue where it's like, oh, it's really stagnant. Uh, I don't care. The numbers look great. It's acted great. They nail it on the script side. Mel Brooks's original sort of vibe is like it feels like a Mel Brooks movie, but like just as funny. Um, I think well, Nathan the, Lane and Matthew the screenplay is still partially. It's, it's still, still written by Brooks. Yeah. yeah, it's still partially Brooks. Um, Broderick and Lane are like terrific. I love Will Ferrell. I think Will Ferrell's a great addition to this cast. I love Uma Thurman in it. I don't care. I think she's great. Uh, and Gary Beach is is you know Gary Beach won the Tony for it. I'm glad they brought him back. I'm just really happy that they like. When this came out and was a hit, they were like, all right, quick, make the movie with this group before we can't. And they, like, nail it. They just were able to capture it, like lightning in a bottle twice. Also, for um, the record, Spence, you claimed this was Gary Beach's only film role. That is incorrect. He also has a small appearance in Defending Your Life. <gasps> Wait, really? He's the car salesman. He's yeah. the car salesman. Oh, shit. Uh, but, yeah, The Producers is, is fantastic. Great choice to have it on your lists. It is correct to be on your lists. And, Matthew and Barr, the fact that this is not on your lists, let alone that this will end at number 33 in the first episode, is an atrocious thing that we're going to have to deal with right now. So, Matthew, please tell me you haven't seen The Producers. I have not seen it. All right. Well, then fix that. Barr, you are the one that I need to put on trial specifically because I know you've seen The Producers. Uh-huh. You're a Broadway head. The producers yeah. is like required viewing. You are multiplexed the, with Nathan Lane. The fuck, man. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so first of all, this version would not be as good as the version that Cameron Holtzman and I would do. Um True. but also the producers at the stage show is one of my favorite musicals of all time. Like, I, I fucking love the stage show. The problem with this movie is Susan Stroman is not a movie director. She's just not. Everything is, all of the dance sequences are essentially one camera, just like standing still, slightly panning to the left, slightly panning to the right. It, like, the musical scenes in this movie are not great. And if I'm watching a movie musical, the musical scenes have to be good. I think all of them are. I think Betrayed is done phenomenally. It looks... I think that's an incredibly done sequence. If it if this was a pro shot, I think this would be fantastic. Well, pennies from heaven, though. A, a plus shit, apparently. Not. Uh... It, Holtzman, Holtzman, please get me out of the fact that the producers is not being talked Before about. I talk about my 33, let's make my lights fit the color scheme of number 33. My number 33, which I know no one's yikesing because I think the only person who's seen it will be Coho, is everybody's talking about Jamie. Fuck. Oh. Um, yeah, I will say, full disclosure, I rewatched this earlier this week. This would have been higher on my list after a rewatch. I liked it even more on a second viewing. Um, this movie is just so fun and delightful. Um, yeah, uh, for those who don't know, everybody's talking about Jamie is based on a stage musical, which in turn is based on a true story uh, of a high school teenager who uh, dreams of becoming a drag queen and like pursues that despite the bullying and ridicule of his fellow students. Um, 
this movie just has so much heart to it that you cannot help but feel really happy when you're watching it. Um, the opening number is super fun. Also, it's wild that the opening number of this movie doesn't happen until like 10 minutes into the film. Like it gives you a long amount of setup before the first musical number and it works still really, really well. Uh, and it just establishes who Jamie is as a character. Um, and then like while in my head is such a great like solo for the character of Jamie, just really fun. Um, the title track is magnificent and so, so fun where after his first drag performance, everyone at school is gossiping and the rumor spirals way, way, way out of control where it goes from like, oh yeah, Jamie did a drag performance to like, we were like, Jamie was at a sex club where Mormons hit each other with umbrellas. Like it's absolutely ridiculous and it's so good. Um, uh, yeah, Max Harwood is fantastic as Jamie. Um, Sarah Lancashire gives such just like a lovely performance as his mom. Like she's so nice and her solo that she gets about like lo still loving him despite all the trouble that he's been is fantastic. Uh, Richard E. Grant is great as uh, Jamie's drag queen mentor, Loco Chanel. Um, and like uh, the song where we learn of like Loco's past and like how how Richard E. Grant's character like live through the AIDS crisis as a gay man and watch all of the people close to him die like is a really heartbreaking sequence but it's so so good um yeah um just a really really lovely really fun show uh the costumes and the makeup are fantastic uh yeah I really really enjoy it would have gone higher on my list after a rewatch also, random Ralph Innocent as his dad, who's barely Ralph Innocent. such a dick, and it's great. Everybody's talking about Jamie is incredible for a like net for like an Amazon original. Randomly put up these like, oh, this is release to qualify for Oscars, True. and nobody cared, <laughs> which sucks. Uh, but like it got it, it. It was one where I was like, oh man, this probably won't be very visually interesting. Man, was I fucking wrong? This thing looks great. It's like done really well. The, the central performance the of Jamie, in I think, the is classrooms great. even where they get great. the fluorescence to be the color. Right. Um, I think that the performance from Jamie uh, for the character who plays Jamie is great. The teacher who is a fucking asshole. Oh, Can't remember uh, her name. Miss Hedge, the worst. Miss Hedge, the worst, the absolute worst. Thought she was great. Uh, Work Richard of Art Grant, is a villain song that like oh it doesn't like. Yes. Most villain songs will endear you somewhat to the villain. Work of art no. is really just like I work hate of art is so the most victimizing a child. Like work of art is maybe the most despicable villain number in a musical ever, where you're like, oh my god, uh, what a terrible person. Uh I like you said, the title track's great. I loved Richard E. Grant in this movie so much. I thought he was phenomenal. Um, his number going back through his history was so powerful um the only real criticism i have and it's a small criticism is as someone who's been to many a drag show and seen drag performances the actual first performance of jamie in drag is a little disappointing it's a little disappointing of a moment because it's I, it should be a lot bigger 
the dancing should probably be a little bit better. But I mean, your argument could be it's it's his it's first, his first performance. So it's like sure. But I feel like even the movie ramps this thing up to be like a huge oh, moment. The over and the top lead in is so fun. It's fun. And then the performance is like okay. It's like fine. I'm like, that's that's the only thing I have for the movie where I'm like disappointed a little bit. Um it, eh. But like I think everyone's in it's great. I think it's like a really, really sweet movie. Um over the is it over the wall? Is that the name of the song? Over the top. Over the top. Uh walking in the heels on the wall. Like oh, sorry, right. so, so that's wall. So there's over the top and there's wall in my head. Wall in my head lyric is over the wall. Okay. Yeah. Wall in my head is incredible. A great I want song. Um, I love it. I wish that I had seen it last year. Probably would have supported you in a lot of your choices on the Oscar ballot for everybody's talking about Jamie. Um, but terrific movie. I'm so happy I got to see this. Thank you. This is phenomenal and one that I will definitely be revisiting a lot. I'm going to guess you two hours. have not. It's oh, it's one. brisk. It goes. Um, Matthew, Barr, and Spence, I'm going to guess y'all have not seen everybody's talking about Jamie. Uh, but go ahead and talk about it. I wanted to watch it so badly. I really wanted to watch it, and I just never found the time. And I'm sure I would have made the list probably even higher than Holtzman. Like, fuck. Spence, you would have this on your list very high. I know. Fuck. It's a very special. Uh, I saw this coming. I had a match to prep for, so that took precedent. I've heard great things about it. You can watch movies you like by Ed Clement studying. Okay. <laughs> I just didn't get time to watch this one. Okay. Uh, then we're going to go to 32s, and this should be snappy. Uh, Matthew, yeah. 32, go ahead. My 32 is Kinky Boots, the pro shop. Yeah! Does anyone else have Kinky Boots? I know, you too. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. So this is where it ends. Matthew, go ahead and talk about Kinky okay. Boots. Uh, yeah, no, I so this show I watched on the YouTube channel. The shows must go on. This was like available for free uh, on one of the weekends, and I just had a really great time. I think the story about just this guy who befriends Lola and the, a drag queen and you know creates high heel boots is just really delightful story. I think some of the songs are really good. The performances are really good as well. Um, it's not the Broadway cast, but I think. Uh, Killian Dolany and uh, Matt Henry as Lola is fantastic. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say I think this this is I think this is a move or a show which accomplishes something really difficult, where you have such like a on paper like bland, boring lead, and I think that he, he sort of realizes everything like like about the character over the course of the show, and it's just like okay, maybe there's more thing, more thing. And they develop him something really unique and interesting in a way that I didn't think it would work. Lola is one of my favorite characters in musical, period. I love seeing her heart, her arc, everything she goes through, all the troubles for it. And Sex is in the Heel is such an amazing fucking song. And the way that you're able to transform just like a fucking, like, it's a shoe factory. Ew. Boring. Nope. Fucking drag queens. And it's so fun. And it's so cool. This is one of the most easily watchable musicals ever. And its final number is just so, so fucking good. I, oh, it's so, oh. Why have you not seen it? Oh, it's so good. Uh, Kingy Boots. I adored it. I adored yeah. it. 
I loved it from minute one to minute 121, like however long it is. It's like two hours, and it went by in like 10 minutes. I think every musical number is great. I think the act one closer is phenomenal, like so fun. I think through and through, um, Matt, is it Max Henry or Matt Henry? Matt Henry. Matt, Matt Henry. Incredible performance as Lola. Like, really great. The moment where Lola has the heart-to-heart with the main character and, like, reveals her past is, like, so good. Such a great moment. Like, through and through. And then, like, obviously there's the moment where, like, the pressure goes on the main character. The main character lashes out. And, like, once we get to that, it's a little, like, okay, yeah, sure. Whatever. Move along. And, like, get to the reconciliation part. Um, And I think he gets off the hook a little too easily from some of the shit he says in that scene. But, like, um, oh, well. The, the rest of the show is so phenomenal that it's like, I can forgive the one thing. Um, the the iconicness of drag queens walking the runway in, in giant kinky boots is great. And the iconic shot of, uh, I think his name is Charlie, uh, on stage in the kinky boots with like shorts and the shirt is so such a striking image. Kinky boots rules. Like it is so good. I loved it. Um, I, I will be watching this again. Instantly. One of my like favorite new musicals that I've seen. Um, I would love to watch some of the other versions that have like, uh, other performers. Like I think Bill, did Billy, you want to find do... a bootleg of the Brendan Urie yeah. cast? Be I like... mean, I do want to, I do want to see the Brendan Urie. Yeah. Billy Porter. Yeah. I do want to watch the Brendan Urie one, but you can't find it. The Billy Porter yeah. one. I really want to see. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to so... see what Billy Porter does with Lola. Oh, I, I want to so add bad. one note. I want to do it real quick. I think history of wrong guys is one of the definitive female audition numbers. It is so right. like the it's actual, like, so that, funny like, the, the and so sad. It. And it's, it, but it's also like, it just sounds great. Like I, I, I listened to the Emily Asher version, even though she, that's not who's in the show. Yeah. Such an incredible performance. Such, like it's such a hard piece yeah. to perform even too. It's really amazing. So yeah. many incredible performances throughout this. And there've been so many, I like this version is like really good and I like it a lot, but like, it makes you wish that we had one with like some of the more bigger names that have done it. Like with a, like Brendan Urie or, or Billy Porter or someone just to see what like the more like quote unquote iconic takes on these parts are. But like I love what we have here with it. And I think Kiki Boots is a phenomenal musical. I understand the hype entirely, and I have joined the Kiki Boots Stan train. This is gonna be like a yeah. musical I champion for a long time. <laughs> uh Barr and Holtzman. Uh no Kiki Boots. Why? Uh so I've seen the show live and I love Kinky Boots. Straight up, I didn't know that there was a pro shot of this musical. I Broadway didn't... HD baby. I saw this I'm in theaters. Money. Uh it did. It did. It did go to theaters. Wars on eligible bitches. Watch. <laughs> Not how that works. Um, but no, I like. I really like Hinky Boots. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, just the relationship between Charlie and Lola is really fun. It's based off of a like a non musical film that I like. Which like, Chiwetel Ejiofor, who Would plays Lola, Lola and Joel I really want to see that. Nick Frost and the movie's fine, but it's not great. But like the musical just elevates it so much. Um, not my father's son is oh. a heartbreaking number. So um, just so beautiful. Uh, yeah, everybody say yeah. Um, soul of a man is just such a great like great number. number for Charlie. Um, take what you got is really fun. Um, the actual yeah. boxing. Uh, we we hate, we hate Charlie's girlfriend. She sucks. She's the worst. <laughs> Nicola. <laughs> Nicola's truly terrible. Really terrible. Um, but yeah, the ending, like, I got to see this live. 
Uh, I have not made an Instagram Very emotional post. ending. Yeah, I've not made an Instagram post in about five years, but one of the ten photos on my Instagram is me with drag queens from the cast of Kinky Boots. Yeah! No, I also cool. really love that right now the, the theme of this episode has been drag. <laughs> Just like drag queens. I think we've got three different musicals. It's musicals. It, come on. Yeah. I was going to say. <laughs> well, yeah, but I, I, and all of them have been great. Uh, so, uh, Bar, Kinky Boots. I have never seen a single production of. You own Broadway HD. Watch it. <laughs> God damn it, Bar. All right, Bar. What's thirty-two? Uh oh, boy. Get ready for yikes because here we go again. Spence. Yikes! Great. Jesus Christ! Calm down. Spence, what's your thirty-two? They're gonna pop a blood vessel. Sorry. And apologies for two things. One, my reaction to that, and two, Brian Adams. Uh, it is South Park with a longer and uncut. Oh my you god. You don't want to apologize, That's my bad. <laughs> All right, go ahead. I want it to be said. This is one of the best criticisms of media and censorship in film. It is incredibly well done. And beyond that, it is genuinely really funny, has awesome musical numbers. Uh, and you get to watch Canadians fucking die, so like woke shit. Uh, Amen to that, sister. <laughs> but also, I think like, and again, I'm I'm a big fan of the show as well. And I think seeing how it fits into the canon of, oh my god, Kenny died, whatever. And basically, the whole thing sort of culminates with he needs to commit this big sacrifice of like, hey, you need to go back and set everything back to the way it was, which is a little, which is a little like cringe, whatever. But in context of the show. And I think seeing where Kenny comes from, and he's like, I need to make this big sacrifice. And we see the the, the faulty of both children and adults and how adults try to regulate everything for the kids. I think it's just really engaging. I think the script is great. And if this wasn't called fucking South Park and it was a little bit less immature, I think it'd be fucking hell. It's a great movie universally like it should be now. It's just I think it's fucking really well made. I hate South Park. Um, I don't like Trey Parker, Matt Stone. I don't like their comedy. Not a fan. With the exception of the Book of Mormon, which I think is the best thing they've ever made. I think that show rules. Um, this is probably the best South Park thing they've ever done because it's the only thing I like that they've done with South Park. It's fine. I enjoy it. Um, I wouldn't put it very high on a musicals list while I because th I think the music is actually the weakest element of South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. I think the, the actual like messaging and like the... The thing it's trying to say is really impactful. I don't think they say it as well as they can because it's buried under a third act full of South Park gags, um, which don't work. Um, I think if you, I think if they tried to restrain themselves more, the movie would work better. I think maybe La Resistance is the only song I enjoy um, because it, it, it cuts up a bunch of the songs that are like good in bursts and then makes it one cohesive thing where it's like, oh yeah, that's basically the movie in a song. Um, I don't really care for Blank Canada. Sorry. I don't really understand that Oscar nomination. It's fine. Um, I mean, I, 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 I love the sentiment. Um, I don't like the song. Uh, but yeah. South Park Bigger Longer Uncut is... apologize for Brian Adams on several occasions. It's fine. Like, I like the movie. It's fine. Um, I don't hate it. Uh, but I, I think it's already a little too high on your list as a musical. Uh, everyone else on South Park can almost make the list. No. Oh. Much like Kyle's mom... Spence is a bitch. Uh, <laughs> I will say, I, I have seen this twice. Um, 
which is weird because like I am very adamantly not a fan of South Park the show. Uh, but I've seen this twice and I liked it both times. Uh, I was the first time I watched it was on call with Coho Boatman and I think a couple other people maybe. Uh, and then the second time I also had to deep cut it at one point for Antel. Um, and yet, like, this movie should not work for me at all, but like, it just kind of does. I think, like, there's some really great musical numbers, like La Resistance Up There is a really great song. Um, uh, like Kyle's Mom's a Bitch is a really, really fun number. Just the amount of times that the word bitch is said by a 12 year old. <laughs> yeah, and you also have Uncle Fucker right there. You do. Um, uh, there's some really great jokes. Uh, Winona Ryder's ping pong ball trick. Uh, uh, them bombing the Baldwins. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a declaration right. of war. Uh, Matthew Barr. Uh, I... I, I've seen this movie. I like it. Uh, I've never been big on the show, so I'm surprised. Uh, it just didn't make my list. I think it has some pretty fun songs. I like Lynn Canada. Um, humor is hit or miss, honestly, but it's it's 81 minutes, so I, it goes by. Bart. I have never seen this. All right. Makes it easy. Holtzman, uh, you're 32. I have prepared a sign to go along with the words I am about to say. So either the sign will be important now or I will save it for later if it gets yikes. So the sign says this. 2004's Phantom of the Opera. No one else has this. No one else has this. What the fuck? Go ahead. Go ahead, Olds. Cool. Um, yeah, I know this is a super divisive adaptation of the story in like this community and amongst musical fans but i like it and deal with it um i i just think it's like it's what i want from an adaptation of fan of the opera to be completely honest like i think emmy rossum is really really charming and has a great voice uh i think like you can say what you will about gerard butler's singing ability i don't actually think he's completely terrible like it's not as bad as everyone says it is uh, you'll have your chance to talk, Spence. So don't interrupt me. Don't don't editorialize. Um, yeah, like I I am very outspoken as saying like I hate Patrick Wilson as an actor. This is the only movie that makes me not want to just punch him square in the face. Um, Minnie Driver is comedic gold in this film. Every time she is on screen, it just brings the quality of the movie up exponentially. Just such a fantastic comedic performance. I think the music is well done. The production design, the costumes, like on a technical level, I think this movie is absolutely beautiful to look at. Uh, I think Schumacher actually does a decent job directing it. Like I understand some of the criticisms, but I don't understand how some Adelaide Spence can give this half a star and say this is one of the worst musical movies when it's still actually pretty good. You will have your chance to respond. This is so significantly better than Sweeney Todd. Uh, this movie is so well directed by Joel Schumacher. Um, I think it's actually a beautiful looking movie. It's shot well. The designs are great. Gerard Butler is good. What are we talking about? The people who have said that Gerard Butler is awful need to stop doing cocaine because Gerard Butler can sing better than Johnny Depp, Russell Crowe, and all the other people he's compared to 10 times better. Gerard Butler sings pretty fucking well. Uh, especially on Music of the Night, which I was worried about. That's a hard song. And he hits it. He hits it so well. I think Gerard Butler is very good. I think Emmy Rossum is great. Um, I thought she was outstanding. Uh, it's good. Good movie. 
Um, I don't love it. I think there's things I don't love about it, but that's mostly because I'm not a huge fan of Phantom of the Opera. But as an adaptation, good adaptation. Does it well. I, and could I you just, have gotten someone better than Gerard Butler? I mean, sure, you could have gotten like Norm Lewis, but like Norm Lewis probably isn't someone you want to market your movie around, which makes no sense because he's an all-star actor and singer. But And I will say to contextualize this as well, like in terms of where your baseline lies for Phantom of the Opera, Phantom of the Opera was the first musical I ever saw. Like Valid. So I understand the attachment. That I can remember. And so it does hold like a place in my heart. Uh, but yeah, no, I definitely think uh, that movie is pretty good. Gerard Butler is very good. Uh, and I think he's a good fan. Um, this movie makes Le Miserable and Sweeney Todd look like the app even worse. Makes them look even worse. Uh, in terms of three movies that people are... Exactly. As three, as the, between the three movies that everyone says are the worst ever, Fan of the Opera should not be the same sentence as Le Miserable and Sweeney Todd because it is so much better than those two. And my 31 uh, is love never come on. <laughs> And in terms of movies, Bar, Family Opera. It is a good adaptation of a show that I really don't care for. Valid. Um, That's how I feel. I think that it looks great. I think Schumacher did a great job directing it. And I agree with you guys. Gerard Butler in this movie is not that bad. He is not on the same level as some of the people that he's compared to. Um, So I respect this movie. I I would not call myself a fan. Uh, And uh, Matthew. I haven't seen it. Fair. Spence, uh, try and keep it short. Is that just, is that, okay, we're going to say that's your statement, because I'm I, just guessing you hate this yeah, movie. No, no, I, about I, it. I genuinely, Coho, you saying that Butler is better than Depp might deserve you to get removed from any future musical theater project ever. That is an awful take. Gerard Butler can is, out-sing Depp all day. That, he's, he's not even the close. worst singers I've seen paid for It wouldn't be the first job. time someone said something about Johnny it's Depp that close. got them removed from a project. <laughs> <laughs> can I say Sorry, I just I I think your take here is asinine, and you're in the minority apparently. So I'm really uh, not. you're okay, right now. You are, and I, honestly, who cares about minority majority? I am the law, and you're wrong, and your list sucks. I am the law. Oh, yourself, Dread. Can, can I just point something out in the chat real quick? No one is arguing that Butler is is worse than Rom and Carmelo. Yeah, no. No, no one, one is arguing. Is arguing no that. one is arguing that like Norm Lewis or any of the iconic phantoms are, like, not better than Butler. But, like, Butler's just not as bad as Johnny Depp or no. Russell Crowe or some of the all-time Butler worst performances. Butler is perfectly adequate. <laughs> yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's fine. Is it, I may have been harsh with a half star. It might gain... It might be a full star just for the fucking set design. But I think this Great is sense. maybe the worst directing job directing job Joel Schmucker has ever had. Oh, Batman and Robin oh, exists. No, 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 no. You think a fucking deep cut for a war zone match. Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. That's a nuts statement. Yes, Amy Rossum's good. Minnie Driver's also good, but she's fucking dumb, so it doesn't matter. Everyone else is one of the worst fucking choices you can pick to cast for this movie. It is 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 one of Andrew Weber's worst musicals. Weber is a fucking horrible writer, horrible composer. He is one of the biggest fucking hacks on Broadway. And the fact that this is is his show. No one. So it should be this fucking high above everything else. You have a lot. No, no. I want. I want this. I don't care if I like Sweeney Todd, we can disagree. He put his above, he has it above La La Land. Phantom over La La Land is nuts. Phantom over La La Land is absolutely stupid. I would like to cite 
I would like to cite a conversation that was had between us before this started where I agreed I would rewatch La La Land. And if it made my list, you would be happy and have no qualms about I it. I am like, happy. I'm happy that it's here. But yeah. I'm still going to roast you for Phantom over Lala, which is nuts. Anyway. Well, I would have just one last thing before I go. Okay. Before. Then we, yeah. we got to be done with this. I don't, I don't know what you're saying. Pink Floyd's music in this uh, musical is fantastic. Okay. Now we're going to move on to ones. Matthew, what's your one? He's frozen. It does not matter. It, it doesn't matter because there's one's mom. Here we go. <laughs> we're, we're moving yes. away. Yeah. Uh, bar. Uh, my number third one's also gonna get yikes. It's tick tick boom. Yikes to a future episode. Yeah. yeah okay. Uh, Spence, what's your thirty one? Oh yeah, my thirty one is Enchanted. I could say Matthew doesn't have Enchanted. Do the other two not have Enchanted? I do. No. Adelaide Spence, what? talk about Enchanted. Don't act so surprised. What? It's your thirty-one. I'm Adelaide Spencer. I like Talk. Disney movies. Right, shut, shut up, everyone! Talk. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! Adelaide Spencer is the only one who gets to talk right now. Y'all, Disney's the shit. Uh, Let's try and go faster you, than this. How do you improve on Disney? You put Amy Adams in it, and you put James Mars in it, and he gets hit by a, like fucking like a car. I forget exactly. I mean, hit by bikers. Bus. It's funny. Uh, yeah, it's this is so fun. This is one of the most enjoyable experiences you can ever have in a film, period. Every single song is great. Every single performance is great. Really, the only downside is that the dragon CGI is sort of bad. Even, even then, Sarandon's a great villain. Adina Menzel is just randomly thrown in there. Doesn't get the chance to fucking sing, but she's amazing. I think even Patrick Dempsey, the fucking white bread man that he is, is a really great love interest. And Amy Adams, she should have won an Oscar for a lot of things, but including this. Her performance is in fucking incredible, and I love every moment that she's on screen. She is almost Lily James level of pure happiness and joy every second she's there, and radiates the fucking screen. Wow. Incredible. Enchanted is a great pick. Uh, I think this is a phenomenal choice. Y'all are idiots for not having it. Enchanted yeah. is an incredible movie and an incredible musical. That's how you know is maybe one of the best musical sequences of the century. One of the greatest musical numbers of the century and one of the best in all of Disney. Um, I think that Happy Working Song is delightful. I think So Close at the End is great. Alan Menken does a great job with the music. I think Amy Adams is great. The entire cast is great. I love James Marsden. I think he's my favorite part of this movie as just the oblivious weird prince. Uh, Timothy Spall being a simp for Susan Sarandon is the funniest subplot of all time. I think that's Mood. great. I think it's the best. It's like one of the best send-ups of Disney there's ever been. And Disney made it themselves. And I think that's nuts. Like Disney authorized a send-up parody of Disney that is better than a lot of their actual Disney stuff. Enchanted's great. Great choice. Uh, everyone else, why no Enchanted? Better than Funny Face. Okay, I'll go first. Why not? Um, so number one. Uh, the musical numbers in this are few and far between. Like, there's only three or four real musical Five. numbers in this. Five. It's Happy Working Song. That's it's how you know. So close. So close. And the one at the beginning. The I've been dreaming of a dream. That's true. That's what I said. Oh, I didn't hear that. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Four, maybe five. I don't know. I yeah. So right. like, anyway, part of it is not like. There's just not a ton of musical numbers, and that does kind of take away from it for me. That being said, like the musical numbers that are there are all great. Like that's how you know is so fun with Robert the entire time just being like, "How does everyone know this song? Why are they all playing along? What is happening?" Um, my biggest thing is that like I 
I really don't care for the end of this movie. Oh, I love the, the ending. ending where happily ever like, after. That's what it is. Yeah. The ending where she turns, where like Sarandon turns into a full dragon and they do all that stuff. Like, I don't care. That fully removes me from the like immersion that I have within that mat within that movie. It's just, yeah, it's it's good. It's not great. I wish I liked it more. Like, I really enjoy it, but the ending just takes it down for me a, a fair bit. Uh, uh, Matthew, Enchanted, yes or no? Why isn't I here? Yeah. Uh, this movie is amazing. I just watched it like before I went to sleep today. So, uh, yeah, this I, I just hadn't seen it since theaters. And so the only this would definitely be on my list if I had watched it before like we finalized everything. And that's the main reason. Like I love this movie. I just watched having just watched it. And yeah, I mean everything spends it. It's it's great. Bar. Why don't why don't you? Uh I haven't seen this since like maybe 2011. Um, yeah. So I, I, I remember that. I remember Amy Adams being absolutely fantastic. She's amazing. I remember really liking Susan Sarandon. I also remember thinking that Patrick Dempsey was kind of milk toast. That's so. just Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, that's yeah. he's good. Because of the character. Yeah. He's good in this stuff. Anyway, uh, yeah, Janet, great choice. Holds with 31. Uh, my 31, Spence, be happy that this is above Phantom of the Opera, even though it looks like it was filmed on Fruit by the Foot instead of film. My 31 is uh, Dancer in the Dark. Yikes. All right, so we're done this week. Thank you guys for watching. We're going to give out grades. Um, last place, Satellite Spence. Yeah. Um, Spence is going to come last. I just think, like, yeah, the lure is so bad. You had some good ones. You were the only one to have Dream Girl and Enchanted, which helped, but it doesn't help as much uh, and as producers. having. And you had, well, you weren't the only one to have the producers, but oh, yeah, okay. you had the producers, I think, highest. Uh, it's the issue where it's like a lot of the things you have this week that are yikes can't count towards you, like the Music Man, Funny Girl. Uh, Kiki Boots had a little low. Cyrano and Mary Poppins Returns are yikes. We'll have to talk about them later. But of the stuff I watched for you this week, the lure is the worst thing I think I've ever watched for multi things. It's really bad. I hated the lure. <laughs> like, really, how much I hated the lure and some of the shit you said on the show just brought you down. Uh, third place is Andrew James Barr. Uh, Barr, it really comes down to Jesus Christ Superstar, Idle Wild not really being a musical, the bandwagon being okay. I don't love Oliver. I hate Pennies from Heaven way too high. Uh, the only thing on your list that doesn't really count for you this week is Mamma Mia and Tick, Tick, Boom. And uh, we'll talk about those later. But of what you had, you were pretty hit and miss. And that ultimately means batting 500 gets you third place. Second place is going to be Matthew Chen. Um, Matthew basically just comes down to the bottom part of your list. I don't. I liked Harvey Girls. I liked Carefree. I liked Funny Face. While you were the only one to have Meet Me in St. Louis, you also had it lower than things like The Prom and Bob's Burgers. Uh, you, we don't get to count musical high school musical three or Mamma Mia. Kinky Boots, great choice. A hard day's night though, real rough. Did not enjoy. Your winner this week is Cameron Holtzman in a shootout. It was really close between you, Bar and Matthew. It just came down to the little differences. The big things come in the form of you know you have the producers, which I like. Oklahoma, you have La La Land, but we can't talk about that. Count that yet. But the run of Bye Bye Birdie, Hairspray, everybody's talking about Jamie and the Feds with the Opera is a good run of four. I enjoyed all of those. I liked Victor Victoria, even though that is not a musical um, at all. Uh, can't count down some Dance in the Dark right now, but you win on, pro on on account of your final four that you closed out with being great. Uh, thank you all for watching. We'll be back next week. More atrocious shit's going to happen. I guarantee it. Um, I 
can't wait to see what bullshit Spence and Barman you watch next. Anyway, we'll see you guys next oh. week. Bye. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon, good evening, and good night. We gotta play. I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. Man, I'm getting out of here.